Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Christmas 2023, so almost at the end of the year. Daishian Miller here with our uh, weekly episode of Kuden Radio, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so uh, again, I didn't want to miss one, but um, uh, flying solo tonight. James is not able to make it to this one, but hopefully he'll make it in for uh, next week's uh, New Year's, right? New Year's uh, episode. Um, everything fell on a Monday this year, so... Again, um, I didn't I'd like to stay consistent, I'd like to keep things moving. So here we are, right? Christmas night, right? December 2020 or December 25th, 2023. For those of you who are watching in the future, right? Uh, no, I was not wearing my Santa hat, but I'm sporting my new T-shirt that apparently my dog got me. At least that's what my wife said. Anyway, so um, apparently my dog knows me well. Anyways, <laughs> so um, what I want to do is uh, kind of focus on uh, some things that kind of match the uh, the theme, I guess, of the day, of the season, that kind of thing. And, and again, if you're not if you're not a Christmas person, uh, you know this is not um, you know this is a holiday season. This is a certain time of year when uh, different folks with different strokes, right, do their thing. Uh, but generally speaking, all has to do with gift giving and a certain mindset, right? And so that's really where I wanted to focus with this episode. Again, I'm going to be my own director, producer, host, uh, whatever, okay? Uh, because, again, uh, it's a holiday, and I get it. Uh, I, I don't expect there to be that many people on live. Uh, I'll be pleasantly surprised if there are, but I get it. Right. It's the day. Um, but I also get it that um, I have a responsibility uh, to make sure that these things stay consistent. Right. Because, again, success is based on uh, consistency. Right. Doing the same thing. And we'll talk about that as we go. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So uh, we will talk about that and more as soon as we get started. The big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio, real training for real people in a real world. All right, and we're back. And before I get started, uh, Merry Christmas or whatever sentiment uh, you prefer to go by. Happy holidays. I'm not going to run down through the whole list. Uh, I live in a Judeo-Christian society or uh, community. So uh, even though I have my own uh, leanings and whatnot, this is what we do uh, at my house. So I hope you understand the sentiment that is being conveyed uh, and you're not going to, uh, I don't know, play the let's destroy uh, society because I need to hear certain words or I can't function uh, kind of mentality. Anyway, uh, so uh, again, I'm my own director and producer and host and all that stuff for this episode. Uh, James is out with me this evening, just in case you're signing in or checking in a little bit late. I do see some numbers popping up and that's awesome. Let me just see who's signed in. Let's see. Merry Christmas. Good evening, Sensei. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'll be popping back and forth uh, to check uh, uh, chat and whatnot. I don't like leaving it up, 
because we have had a couple of glitches uh, in the past where people have hijacked uh, the chat side of things, and then it ended up popping up all over the screens. Let me make sure that our Kudan logo is up there where it's supposed to be. Ta-da! See, James normally takes care of all this stuff in the background. Anyway, uh, so we are winding down the year, right? I mean, it's uh, next Monday will be January 1st of 2024. Um, and, um, well, besides doing another episode, right, that's as as we've been conditioned to believe, right, that's the beginning of a new year, right? Um we have to be careful with these things, right? We have to be careful with uh, how we think about things, right? Um, I'll give you an analogy. You know, uh, before I do that, I almost forgot, right? I wanted to thank uh, Jared. Last week, right after the episode was over, Jared sent a topic request. So, uh, Jared, first thing I did was put that on my schedule to do. Uh, Jared asked about if I could cover uh, some things about the uh, the ninja uh, in the Iga and Koga regions, and I'll, I'll cover what I have, um, but I, I absolutely will. That will actually be uh, that's going to come up on January 8th, which is actually my birthday. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Uh, and the reason for that is I wanted to uh, do something special for this episode that was topic related uh, to the to the holiday. I'm going to do the same thing next week, right? There's there's a little bit of a difference between the way we look at the Christmas and New Year uh, holidays here in the West, again, generally, conventionally, and the way these two things are looked at in Japan, right? And, uh, this tends to be my yearly theme, but I want to I want to focus on that, and I'm also going to be uh, letting you in on a one word, one syllable mantra that will be my, that's going to be my thing. Um, regardless of whether I have an issue, someone else has an issue or whatever, um, because right, tactically, strategically, uh, to really solve a problem, to really move forward, to really get things done the way they need to get done, right? You need to take a bunch of pre-prepositional shit, right? Uh, a, a presupposition, sorry, presuppositional shit. A presupposition is an underlying tone or message in a communication that somebody's not using the words to convey, um, but it gives them plausible deniability when you call them out on it, okay? But uh, one of the first rules of uh, verbal self-defense is in getting that shit out on the table, right? Where now they've got to defend their position where before that they were using passive aggressive tactics and whatnot to hide it, to do everything from shut somebody down, to call them names, to whatever. Right. And so, um, uh, I'm pulling, I don't know if it's Fudo exactly. Um, but, probably closer to my Fudo nature out for 2024. Um, and uh, to borrow a phrase from Hatsumi Sensei, right after the Fukushima uh, disaster, that big tsunami came in and did all that stuff and the radiation went up and all that and uh, came into the dojo and a bunch of people had gone back home. 
one of my friends who lives there told me that first class. I said they looked around and said, hmm, looks like, looks like the tsunami washed a bunch of the shit away. I know nobody ever wants to hear that, especially when they might be, it might be coming in their direction or whatever, but these are the hard lessons, right? Life is a kick in the nuts or girls, whatever your most closest, uh, you know, uh, approximate replacement or whatever is, right? Punching the boob, maybe. Anyway, so, um, but, uh, Jared, I do have that on the schedule and, uh, everyone is always free to, you know, shoot us an email. You can send it over to warriorc at warrior-concepts-online.com. Uh, and, um, you know, make a topic request or if you're on Facebook or, uh, YouTube or anything like that, uh, you can go to the appropriate channels, pop in a comment, something like that. And, um, uh, if it's, uh, if it's something that I think might be too personal towards your training or something like that, then you, you'll get an answer and a response back from me. If, um, and, but for most people and most suggestions, uh, whether you think it's, it's something that a lot of people would not be interested in or not, I, I promise you, if it's, if it fits the general theme of what we've been covering, right, uh, over the last uh, 191, well, this is 191, so the past 190 episodes of Kuden, then, uh, yeah, I'm betting, um, my two right shuriken. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> plenty of other people will be interested in it as well. Okay. All right. So, uh, that being said, let's, let's jump into things. Okay. So the, uh, the title, whatever, I mean, I, you know, I always try to put a, a teaser up there to kind of hints at what we're, what we're going to be looking at, but it, it's also the topic, right? So this idea of, uh, you know, gifts, or responsibilities, right? Question mark, right? What the, what the hell is that? Gifts or responsibilities? Hmm. Okay. Hopefully that was intriguing enough, right? To get people to break away from the hubbub of the holidays or maybe what I was really hoping for was that enough people were tired of all the, all the festivities that by, uh, the end of, you know, the holiday day, um, they'd be ready for something other than, uh, a nap and, you know, uh, sleeping off the the turkey and the stuffing and whatever. So anyway, all right. So um, I have heard many teachers over my training career make reference to both of these subjects, gifts and responsibilities. Okay. And while we, we could discuss responsibility being one of the core tenets of a warrior, right? Of a samurai or whatever. You've seen a list, okay? Um, I, I, as soon as I would, were to do something like that, I would have somebody pop up with, that's not on the list. Okay. The word is not there, but the implication is there. And if you need one that's closer to it, um, but see, I didn't want to put this word up because it's not only a literal four-letter word in the English language, in a lot of people's heads who imagine themselves to be an individual, to be free, to not be uh, chained down by things, right? Um, 
I think they, it would have been a bigger turnoff than the word responsibilities. Okay? Um, and that word is duty, not D-O-O-D-Y. That's too many letters, right? D-U-T-Y, duty. Okay, responsibilities, duty. All right, we're talking about warriorship. Okay, so what are our duties? Okay, what duty do we have to our, uh, when I say race, I mean human race, right? Uh, what, what duty do we have to humanity? What duty do we have to our country, our community, our family, or group of family and friends, and to ourselves, right? Ourselves. What is that? Okay. But I've also heard other teachers come at it from the perspective of withholding gifts from others, withholding things that people need. Okay. Uh, one of my teachers, uh, Shiroshi Bud Malmstrom, uh, if you've ever seen his book called Warriorship, right? very limited run. Uh, but he discusses uh, this kind of idea in there, right? One of the warrior's responsibilities or duties, right? And it's the responsibility or duty to be as strong, as capable, and willing, Right? To be able to help their loved ones and anyone else of their choosing to be able to help and or protect them from anything that is handleable by human beings, right? Um, his... Uh, his teachings and his philosophy obviously come from all this stuff, but just the way it was synthesized, right? There was just a way that he had uh, uh, explaining these things. He actually had, at a certain point, he had a deck of cards. They were, uh, they were like postcard size, right? Um, and they all had this little one-liner or two-liner uh, kind of quote on it, right? Um, and he called them Buddhisms, right? Not Buddhism, right? Buddhisms, because get it, Bud. Uh, but there were these quotes that we all knew, things like, uh, if you die during training, we split your gear, right? Which we had a T-shirt made that said the same thing. And people chuckle and they laugh, but you know what? Gear's freaking expensive. So if you, don't, if you haven't already willed it to somebody, we split your gear, right? Uh, he also had another one that said, if you're not giving 100%, you're taking up too much space. Um, and he was not. He was also very clear on the what he called the BS of saying, uh, you know, you need to show up and give 110%. Well, 110% is impossible. Okay? Um, but the whole idea was he also believed if you're not giving 100%, if you're not trying your best, not what you decided is your limitation, right? If you're not there, body, mind, spirit, intention, all that, uh, to the fullest extent, there's the damn door, right? Uh, if you're not giving 100%, you're taking up too much space. But anyway, so we 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 got these things a lot, and and this is one of those things I want to go into. Um, but I think we're going to start on the responsibility level because uh, I've mentioned it uh, over a couple of episodes. 
uh, not con- not consistently or not sequentially or anything like that, just every now and then, um, that uh, one of the statements or one of the teachings that Hatsumisense gave uh, along the way was that we all have a duty to be rich. The problem with a lot of these things, and I don't mean his his teaching, the problem with it is that we're all operating based on presuppositions. Remember what I said in the very beginning, right? Presupposition is, is an underlying message, belief, idea, or whatever that underlines a message that gives the speaker plausible deniability. So when somebody calls them on it, they can say, well, that's not what I said. Well, that's not what I believe. You don't know me, right? But the reality is that, and there's a whole science behind this, right? This neuro-linguistic programming that shows very clearly uh, and has been tested again and again that the structure of our words in our communication, inflection, word order, certain indicators and things like that tell a lot about the person, right? And so, uh, again, Hatsumi Sensei, you know, one of the lessons was you have a duty, a responsibility to be rich. This has no, let me be very, very clear about this, right? Nobody gives a shit about what you or I believe. What the average person cares about is what you can do for them. And that goes for your loved ones, too, just like our association with our loved ones. Okay, and I'm not being pessimistic, I'm not being nihilistic. Okay, um, and I'm not going to use the word realistic. I'm just pointing out that right. We, we've had these discussions, and those of you who have gone through my uh, uh, first seven steps on the path of a Buddha uh, program, Ninja Mind, anything like that, right? We we cut right to the chase when we're talking about how, and we're not we're no different than anybody else, right? We don't put ourselves on a pedestal and go, yeah, well, the problem with people is, yeah, well, the problem with a lot of people, right? Us, if we're not careful, is that we're people too. Okay? So you can't make a general statement, right? White guys suck, right? Um, without one, ignoring individual choice and whatnot. Two, ignoring our own biases. And three, trampling through the freaking world, causing damage in our wake in our attempt to fix all the problems doesn't work that way, right? But um, what I mean by nobody gives a shit about what we think or what we, what we believe or anything like that is that <laughs> this, our, your definition of rich and, and what pops into your head right away, right? It could be uh, people who have established something that's very, very big, it's very valuable, right, provides a lot of people with jobs and the ability to take care of their families and live a, a, a nice life and all that, um, or you believe the opposite, right? They're all a bunch of freaking, uh, you know, conniving, underhanded, uh, corrupt individuals who lie, cheat, steal, and whatnot. Uh, they've made their millions on the backs of poor workers, uh Whatever. Okay? You can hear the inflection of my voice because um, I'm trying to mirror that mindset. Okay, But either way, whatever the belief is, right, it dictates everything else. Right. 
and and this lesson, right? You have a responsibility to be rich is no different than any other lesson that we're filtering. And then we're only going to practice that which we already believe to be true anyway, right? Confirmation bias, right? I'm only going to hang out with teachers and I'm only going to follow leaders and I'm only going to do whatever with people who already believe what I believe to be true. Okay. What if that belief is wrong? Well, I can't possibly be because I'm never wrong. Okay. So we have to be careful, right? But the point of the lesson is that if as a warrior, you are going to be capable, able, and willing to help your loved ones or others of your choosing to survive or to handle or to weather any storm, any problem that pops up, Right. Next time a hurricane comes through, you whip out your sword and shuriken and throw your ninja uniform on or your training uniform and you scream at the winds that you're a black belt and you'll kick its ass. And before you chuckle, think about how often we have led with that as being the only skill or the only ability we need against danger, because the only way we envision danger is somebody coming at us with fists and knives. Right? One of the lessons I got very, very early on was that a ninja is capable and trains to be able to handle any threat, right? which is why we tend to not use the word or the term self-defense. We tend to use the word, the term self-protection. Some people don't even do that. They just throw words around, right? I do Bujinkan. I do Taijutsu. Okay? Well, you know what? Foot well, players do Taijutsu as well. Okay? See, so, now if your mind jump to Ichimonzi no Kamai and Hicho and throwing a show and Sanchi no Kata and whatever, then you, know, then you don't understand Sanchi, right? That's me since he's, he has it. This stuff is not, this is not, this stuff is not arcane. It's not, it's not hidden, right? It's, we start with the earliest books that were written. Nijutsu history and tradition. Well, Hayes wrote that. Now, Hayes was a personal student then when it was coming out, and Hayes helped facilitate that. He may have translated it, okay, or his wife, Rumiko. I don't know if she was his wife at, the, at that time or not, but anyway, it doesn't matter, right? Um, Taijutsu was defined very, very, very early on in the history of the Bujinkan when we were – Bujinkan was the name of Hatsumi Sensei's dojo, and – Everything that was in magazine articles, books, and whatnot was that we were studying Togakure, Ryu, Nijutsu, and eight other, uh, eight other lesser known martial traditions. Okay? It's amazing how things shift and change, right? Um, just like you can see some of the issues that are going on today and people crying and screaming and, and uh, we don't get our way enough. That other group is going to stop us and whatnot. But you can go back to the black and white movies of the 40s. And see this stuff getting snuck in. But, like, you know, who's it going to hurt? Well, you know, you got people that, you know, want to make it okay that their kid can shit the litter box in the corner of a classroom. And it's supposed to be okay because we're supposed to accept everybody. I do accept everybody. Some people need help. 
And I don't mean help for conformity. I mean help so that they're not tripping over their own problems. Okay? And I know that's going to issue. That's going to create an issue for some people. That's okay. This is just a preemptive for January 1st. So that's okay. But, um, sometimes, right? Money's the tool that you need. Sometimes money's the, the sword that you need, right? If for no other reason than, than to make sure the frickin' rent's paid and all the electricity's turned on and the family's not living in fear of being homeless on a regular basis, right? Or just being able to, to ease somebody's suffering, right? Um, I remember one time, a bunch of years ago, my daughter was just doing her best to, to be an adult, right? And, uh, her and her husband were establishing their first home, uh, had, I think at that point, they just had my oldest granddaughter and then he, he, um, had a child as well. So, uh, so they had, they had two girls and they were trying to get ahead. I mean, the money was there. She had a better job. He had a good job, that kind of thing. And they were trying to buy a car. It was a used car, right? And they just couldn't pass the credit thing, right? So, dad, can you loan me this much? Can you help me out? Yes, I can. I can loan you this much, and it'll get paid back by when, right? Why don't you just give it? Because people see gifts differently than they see responsibilities and obligations. Okay. So did you pay it back exactly on time? Nope. Need a little extra time. However, she's making payments along the way. It was interest free, all that kind of stuff. Right. But I was in a position to be able to say yes, because their car was just taking a crap and they needed the help. Right. So that felt good. It, 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 it was cool to be able to do that. Now, have I always been able to do that? No. Okay. Um, but we move, we get better life changes, shit happens, whatever. Right. Um, but his statement had no bearing on the fact that your responsibility to be in a financial state capable of fending off the evil fending off demons, fending off dragons of nature, whatever, had no bearing on any one of us becoming what any one of us might define as a corrupt rich person. I've made this statement in, in, in previous uh, episodes of Kuden and Whiteboard Wednesday, where I talk about role models that I have that, like, Sometimes what they say, man, just right. Um, and I don't mean like they come across like they, they throw out a political statement or they make an off color joke or whatever. Right. I've got this one mentor who is just a super freaking extroverted in your face kind of person. Right. And they, they sound like a cross between a used car salesman and a carnival barker. If you know what I mean. Right. Guys out there yelling, hey, come play the game. Whatever. Win a prize. Whatever. Right. Um well, why the hell do I, like, continue to learn from them? Because 
I don't know how long it would take me to find somebody else that has the skill set that he has, not in that realm, right? I'm not looking for the gift of gab. I have that, right? <laughs> not looking for that. And I'm not looking for that personality type, right? There's certain skill sets that he has that I found them, I recognize them. And here's the thing. He's already operating easily at the level that I want to get to. And that's not easily found. So I have a choice, right? I could write him off and keep looking for and probably fall for a shit ton of charlatans who are more than willing to send me, sell me a program or to help me out. But they're not living that, that, that they're not able to produce results at that level, right? So and my life is not finite i'm not going to live forever right so i need to get shit done now and i need to get from point a to point z as quickly as possible right having the skills that i need and being able to produce results right so it's the same thing right i've always said i choose mentors because they have the skills that i need to get and i know this because they're using them at the level that I'm trying to get to, I don't have to like them. I don't have to want to be like them. Okay? It's funny. Everybody wants more money. Everybody would, like, shit a bread basket to get a million dollars. But I don't know how many of them thought about the fact that, right, well, now you'd be a millionaire, so... Are, are you the same as all these people that you've been knocking merely because they have a million dollars? I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your context. I mean, I know a lot of you by name and we've associated through programs and stuff, but I don't, I don't know what's in the deep, dark recesses, you know, behind all the cobwebs and yeah, you don't have cobwebs, right? Everything's clean and clear, right? Just like me. <laughs> so anyway, um, let me do this. I'm going to take a quick little break here and jump over on to chat, see who else signed in. Because, again, I am my own uh, ho uh, director, producer, host, all that. So Dave, Jared, 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 Jared is awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'm only seeing folks over on YouTube. I wonder if nobody jumped in on uh, Facebook. Is there is that or there's something that I'm missing? Uh Oh, okay. So, because I'm looking at eight, eight live that I can see, but again, I, I can't see where. Can I? I don't think I can see where they are. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, there's four of them on my on my channel on Facebook, my personal channel, and there's five uh, through YouTube. So, anyway, it's it's okay. All right. So. Um, all right. So here's 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 this thing. Right. So uh, there, there's been a lot of talk um, uh, and a lot of lessons along the way about duty and responsibility. Right. And most people understand what that means. Okay? They understand what the word responsibility means. They understand what the word duty means. But I wonder if they if everyone understands what it means from the perspective of a warrior, right? A warrior's perspective. 
right? And I'll give you I'll give you an example about how this could be different. Um, and again, another lesson from Hatsumi Sensei. Um, one time I was in Japan and, and we were obviously training. We we're in class, but he was giving this little. I don't know, some people might call it a lecture or whatever. Some people just say, no, I was just talking during class. Anyway, um, and he was talking about how, uh, in fact, we had to, we had to understand that even with everyday words, the warrior sees these differently. Of course, there's always the conventional, right? But then there's this, other thing right and the example he gave during this particular class was about respect you know and and everybody learns right respect is treating others the way you want to be treated right the golden rule uh be nice be kind you know the stuff mommy taught us right teachers grandma whatever right okay and we get that but then you get this you get this lesson that's in writing okay and a lot of people have, have kind of explained it uh, in this direction as well, right? Because the warrior still has it, um, that you respect even your opponent. You respect even your enemy. Well, from that conventional standpoint, then I'd, I'd have to be a masochist. I want him to treat me. Or I'm going to treat him the way I want him to treat me. Well, great. Except that that's not the way the world works because... We're learning how to protect ourselves because some people are just shitheads, right? Some people are, some people are fucking evil, right? And in the words of Alfred in the one Batman movie, some men just want to watch the world burn, right? So, uh, but, but we've got this thing with like, you know, you, you sh- the, the warrior shows even his enemy. Or respects even his enemy, right? Well, what the hell, right? Doesn't, doesn't that become problematic? Because, you know, there, there are these two realms of training, right? The dragon realm and the tiger realm, okay? Koltek Yudoda, right? The tiger below, the dragon above. The, the, most people's focus in martial arts training, uh, tends to be on the, in, in the tiger realm, right? Which is really funny because they all, try to move around and aspire to be like Hatsumi Sensei where he moves around with like, you know, it's effortless and all that kind of stuff, which is another example of the dragon realm, but that's in, that's in fight training because these things are not, they're not just black and white. They're not just, there's not just one perspective to them, but from a grand view, from a really big view, the tiger realm is your martial skills, right? It's the stuff to, to, to survive the battlefield, the back alley, right? Uh, your freaking kitchen if that's where evil comes in, right? Um, and we get that. And there, I don't think anybody here has any problem getting their head wrapped around, right? Shoulder dislocations and, you know, being able to use different weapons and whatever, right? It's what makes us drool, right? It's what makes us, uh, you know, we can't pick up a shower rod or a freaking two by four without trying to turn around like a, like a long staff. Um, cause we're just martial geeks, right? No, it's, it's just, it's part of our nature. We can all get our head wrapped around that, right? But the dragon realm are the skills necessary to 
survive, navigate, and be successful in everyday life, in society. And from my perspective, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen examples of this as well, um, man, there's way too many martial artists, self-defense people, whatever, out there in the world that <laughs> the social skills, you know, fuck it, I'm not going to be nice, right? They don't have any. Zero, right? Everything's a contest. Everything's a fight, right? Uh, martial arts is my life. Well, get a fucking life, right? Because that's no different than, right, somebody being a Trekkie or whatever, or a Dungeons and Dragons. I was that way back in the day, right? But I played the game. I wasn't like some of these guys who joined the game. But when we weren't playing the game, they would make these offhanded comments like they were their character from the game in real life right and when i when i did this stuff i was in the military it was, it was a cool little exercise in imagination and and just a, a decompression getaway kind of thing and it, man, there was one or two guys in the group where we all played um crack a joke at him or whatever and they would turn around and say that you know my my uh i don't know i don't remember the titles anymore my um my cleric or whatever smites you for, you know, 50 hit points. What the hell? Seriously? We're, we're in the real world. And that's what I would say too. We're in the real world, dude. And you're not your cleric. Okay. So, um, but doing those kind of things is no different. Okay. So, you know, we can, we can, we can fantasize about, being a warrior, but are we living the life of a warrior? And that's that's something I, I check myself on on a regular basis, right? Um, sometimes not because I want to. Sometimes because Hatsumi Sensei or another teacher said I had to, right? Because success is born of doing the things that get you from point A to point Z, whether you want to do them or not, whether you feel like it, whether you're motivated to or not. Because that's what's required, right? And so responsibility can it be everything from it's my responsibility to practice. It's my responsibility to learn on a consistent basis. It's my responsibility to make sure the art gets passed on faithfully without becoming some blind monkey disciple that right, is, is doing some kind of proselytizing religion as opposed to carrying on a tradition of fearless warriors who right can can hug their wives and children and laugh with their friends but if necessary become cold and professional to handle a problem and then go back to, right, hugging their wives or husbands or whatever, right? So, but what he was pointing out with the respect things, so let's get back to that, right, um, is that 
there are things within the warrior realm. Like if a warrior cuts down his opponent, right? Um, you don't spit on the corpse or kick it or whatever, right? You vanquish them, right? But you don't, you, you don't, even in death, right? You don't do nasty shit, right? Just like in, in today's world, right? Um, we don't walk up and kick a corpse or whatever. There are laws in society, right? Against, uh, you know, doing bad things, right? To, to the body, right? Digging them up, throwing them into a wood chipper, whatever, right? Okay. Um, sorry. My dark humor just slipped into my own brain. <laughs> Red snow, mommy. Anyway, so, um, but, from the warrior's perspective, respect, it's not just in that realm of being kind and doing good, right? Treating others the way you want to be treated, uh, you know, doing things that reflect more on your character than on theirs, right? That's, that's the conventional stuff. Uh, I show respect to other people as a reflection of who I am, regardless of what they do and who they are. Now, does that always mean that I let them come trampling through my world? No. And that's where the other part steps in. So, again, his lesson continued on with respect for a warrior the, the flip side, the Uda, right, the hidden side of it is I respect this person's intent to do me harm. So I position myself relative to them to make their intent, to make their their plan or their uh, their job, right, as difficult as possible. Right. So it's a, we're using the same word. Right. But it's it's not the be kind, rewind kind of thing. It's the yeah, no, I accept that person for who they are and what they are. I'm not here to change them. I'm not here to judge them. But based on how I have set up my world and the kind of life I want to be living, they can't come trampling through it. Okay. And I understand that there are counter ideologies to that. And that's perfectly fine. Anybody can have any beliefs or any thoughts that they want to have. But meanwhile, back in my less fucked up world, right, I cannot believe them. I can uh, keep them at bay. Right? I can prevent them from bringing their chaos, poison, negative intent, inability to live a balanced life thinking with clear thinking and whatnot, I can keep that from coming into my realm. Okay? Because it only takes one drop of ink into a glass of clear water to not have clear water. Okay? So okay? it's balance. But responsibility is the same. So we can be talking about, you know, the responsibility responsibilities as a student. Uh, responsibilities as a teacher 
do we know what they are? Okay. Responsibilities as you know, whatever, right? Husband, employee, employer, uh, mentor, mentee, those kind of things. What What's our responsibility here? Right. Those are the obvious conventional things. But the Uda side of that responsibility is is once we've taken people under our wing or we get married, have kids, uh, I don't know, even if your kids are furry, whatever, right? We now have to be capable, right? Again, for those of you who signed on late, right? My dog got me this T-shirt for Christmas, okay? That's what my wife told me. Anyway, I'm not here to question her and her understanding of how my dog operates. But anyway, right? So the cool thing about this statement, right, not only does it does it break through the belief that once I've attained a goal, then I have made it, right? The, the backside to this is that, um, well, I, I remember very, very early on, right, elementary school, remember when we had jungle gyms and all that kind of shit out in the playground and stuff? People would fall, hurt themselves, cut themselves open, break an arm, whatever, and they didn't tear the shit out, right? They didn't throw the, the playground away to keep anybody from getting hurt. And now what do you have? You have a bunch of 99% of kids sitting around. Um, their muscles are atrophying and their brains are going dull because all they do is right, this kind of shit, right? But um, one of the games we used to play, because we didn't have these, right? One of the games we used to play was called King of the Mountain, right? And they, there's lots of different names for, for these kind of things. But King of the Mountain was, was a freaking hill, right? Or there was... The jungle gym, right? One of these dome-shaped kind of things with nothing but a bunch of crossbars and hard macadam or, uh, you know, uh, asphalt or whatever, right? That was our matting. <laughs> we, we were lucky if it was on a grass field. Um, <laughs> mulch? What the hell is mulch? Anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, we'd have something like this, and then the whole idea was to race to the top, and then the person who got to the top king of the mountain but what's your job now everybody didn't just stop what's your job you took the hill now you have to keep the hill people often think that those who get rich or those who are masters or those who become enlightened or whatever once they've made it they've made it shit even in the realm of enlightenment right the historical Buddha, Shakyamuni, said that even the enlightened ones must continue to be to mind mind. They need to protect it. Right. Um, so. You, you know, you get that big house or you buy that car or whatever, and now you got to maintain it. OK. In Mikyo, we do things that reverse engineer this whole process. And not, not where it gets easier, but in a way that forces you to be responsible, to stay mindful of, to do what is necessary 
regardless of whether you feel like it or whatever. Okay. An example of that would be, um, gee, I don't know. Can I afford that new car? Okay. That's really pushing my budget. And I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to make those car payments by the car. I don't know if I can get that house. Man, that's really going to be a strain. What if my job, you know, there's yearly layoffs and stuff. What happens with that? Buy the house. What the hell? Isn't that a risk? Yeah. Okay. Nothing will motivate you more to either get a better job, get a job that has less layoffs or no layoffs, right? Or make the money that's necessary to be made to keep the car, to keep the house. Okay. This is not the same as people buying the car, buying the house, but they don't, they don't look at their books. They don't look at their finances. They don't look at anything. They just want it, right? It's called poor life decisions. I'm talking about doing something because you know, as soon as I sign that damn paper, I will absolutely positively have to do whatever is necessary to make the payments. Or I marry this person. Okay? <laughs> New age mentality that that relationships are as recyclable as the beer can you just emptied. Um, once I do it, this is no longer just about me. Right? So now I'm going to do whatever is necessary to make this relationship work. Okay. I don't mean selling your soul. I don't mean, you know, becoming a lackey, anything like that, right? Because there's a whole bunch of phases before that to vet that person to make sure that there's at least four, if not half a dozen or more key pieces that need to be in place to make sure that you're on the same sheet of music. These are the things that cause contention and cause relationships to fail, right? But if I do that and I vet them and I'm not just, you know, wanting to marry this person because, like, uh, I'll never have to worry about where sex is coming from again or uh, I'll never be lonely again or I don't have to do my own laundry again or whatever people do their shit, right? Anybody's better than nobody at all, uh, whatever, right? Um once I get it, right, man, this is awesome. Yeah, well, you got it. Now the next phase is, right, the new success isn't getting it. The new success is keeping it. And then once I keep it, the next success is how do I leverage this for more so I don't fall back into the lull of boredom? Okay. So interesting stuff, right? So anyway, responsibilities. But here was a here's here's by that word gift was in the title. It's not gifts or responsibilities. Okay. Gifts speak to and this this is where everything flipped from Omulte to Uda, the whole concept, right? A lot of you have been training. And even if you're new to this, 
you're not new to the concept of making good decisions or uh, or maybe just some general safety kind of things, you know, awareness, things you paid attention to or uh, past experiences where you've gotten screwed over or you've been attacked or in whatever way. Right. Doesn't that doesn't that be physical? Doesn't that be fist, feet and knives? Right. Could just be that friend who be backstabber. You've got these life experiences. Right. You have. You have means and ability. Okay. If any, if you've ever read the book, um, well, there's the laws of success, but uh, Think and Grow Rich, right, by Napoleon Hill. Um, again, a lot of people avoid that because rich means something and it's always tied to money, but rich and success are tied to whatever, whatever provides you with the ability to provide yourself and others with a comfortable life. Okay. So people who are rich or wealthy may or may not have a lot of money. They may be rich in compassion. They may be rich in uh, understanding. They may be rich in uh, wisdom or life experience. Okay? So uh, whatever those things are. Okay? But here's the way my teachers explained this. And this had to do with the tie into negative habits like Procrastination, laziness, uh, sometimes even it was the do-it-yourself mindset where, um, you know, I'm just going to, I can can figure this out, right? I don't care if it takes me three times as long. I don't care if it takes me ten times as long or whatever. Eventually, I'll figure it out, right? Um, But that all all those things come from a self-serving mindset, and that's all fine, right? If you lived in the forest or out in the middle of, uh, you know, some desert or in a mountain somewhere and nobody else depended on you for anything. Okay? And you weren't going to bump into anybody else. But we're all connected. Okay? Uh, we cover this in the first uh, first seven steps on the PATH program. Right. Uh, this interdependence. Okay? Um, we'd all like to believe that we're independent. But you show me anything, anything that you do in your life um, that you're not connected to practically every other, every other person on the planet. Everything from the food you eat to the clothes you wear to the car you drive to the job you have to the house you live in to right? interdependence. Okay? Um, so. What my teachers shared at one point, and it was delivered in a shock value kind of way, was if we're not actively working on learning the skills we need to learn, not just for protecting ourselves, but for protecting others, right? If we need those skills and we don't have them, we're going to feel guilty and shame or whatever because we couldn't help that person, but you're not going to feel anywhere near the kind of pain and suffering and whatnot that they are and the other ones who are more directly connected to them. Right. 
So, but if we're not actively working on things or we're not working in a way that produces the results as quickly as possible, then we are denying the gift of help, aid, provision, whatever it is from someone who needs it. And we're going to have to get it from somebody else. See, that goes back to why I, why I choose uh, the role models and the, the mentors that I do, right? It has nothing to do with liking them. It has nothing to do with wanting to be them. It has to do with they have, they have what I need. And this is in the moment, right? Because if I don't jump on this opportunity to train with this person, right, Show me what you know. Yep. Sometimes I got to pay for it. Other times I can come up with some, some pretty unique ways, right? And it's not, Hey, what can I do for you in trade for like you showing me? No, no, no. See, if I ask a mentor what I can do for them to, to help them out, right? One, there's no responsibility in that outside of asking them to do more work to look around their already busy life to find something that I can do for them so I don't have to pay any more than that for the knowledge and education and skills and whatnot I'm going to get from them. No, no, no. What I do is I pay attention to what they're doing, right? And I find something that I'm skilled at that they need help with, right? I uh, had a guy one time contact me. He had already gone through my website and found um, like all the errors and stuff like that and rewrote the copy for the web pages and showed me everything. Right. And then said, um, if, if you trust me and it's okay if you don't, but if you trust me um, that way, one of your other people or you, you don't have to pull time out of your, out of your life or whatever. I'd be more than happy to go in and update everything um, for free. Okay. Um yeah. Okay. Now he's shown me value. Now he's shown me that, wow, this guy's pretty good at this. Hmm. I don't want to let him get away. Do we have a spot for him? Can we use him? Whatever. Okay. Same thing. It could have been volunteer groups as well. Okay. But anyway, so, but if I, just like with me, if I don't take that opportunity to jump on that mentor and learn what they have so I can get from here to there, we're not talking about step by step anymore. We're talking quantum leaps because I'm learning from somebody who's already doing it easily. That's the level I want to be at. Or I didn't imagine I could go, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm all in, right? So that's that's a quantum leap. Right. Or I take the time for however long that's going to take to vet other people to make sure they're not bullshitters, to double check, to make sure they're actually producing that, to actually frickin' find them in the world. Right. Delaying my. My progress. Well, that's no different than somebody who is on the scene and somebody's getting jacked 
or they're, they're, it's a loved one who's having a major a major issue. They've, they've got to get this thing solved or whatever, and they're just their backs against the wall, and I can't help them. The suffering continues. The problem continues, right? So the way Shoshi Malmstrom did this and the way uh, Hatsumi Sensei alluded to it, um, and who else? There's one other teacher. I'm trying to stay within the realm of Nijutsu. But at least those two. Um, Shoshi Malmstrom was really, <laughs> he was a punch in the throat. Um, but a really great guy. Right. Um, but the, the the way it was laid out was keep pissing around. Right. The longer it takes you to get what you need to get those skills, to get those lessons, to make this work for you, the longer you are denying those gifts from others who look to you, depend on you. No, when I say you, general you, because he was talking to me, right? Um, and that's a pretty shitty thing to do. Yep. I know. It's 2023, almost 2024. Nobody talks to anybody like that anymore. That's not how you talk to people. That's not how you talk to people when you're trying to produce mediocre people. When everybody's all the same. I don't think I mentioned this during the last episode when we were talking about the poison of sameness. But... When everybody's the same, the only way to get everybody else to be the same right, is to dumb down the overachievers. You have to cripple them, and then you have to let laziness take over for the ones who are doing slightly better than mediocre because there is a lowest common denominator that cannot be elevated. So to seek sameness, you have to seek putting everybody in the same state as the lowest common denominator. What kind of fucking logic is that? The only part, the only one that benefits the only people that that benefits, there's two, two types that it benefits. It benefits the lowest common denominators, but they don't know any better anyway, right? The aptitude, IQ, whatever, right? Physiological problems or whatever where they can't do uh, whatever the measurement thing is. And among the, the uh, average, mediocre, or slightly above, right, it serves the lazy because now they don't have to do anything. Right. The ones who were, uh, you know, the only reason why they weren't on welfare was because of what other people would think. Well, shit. Now I. Why go to work? Why don't I have to? Why try? Why even why even bother? Why even try? Right. You know, work your whole life to achieve all this stuff. Then you're going to die and you can't take it with you anyway. What's the point? The point is Nike had a, had a poster a bunch of years ago this long stretch of highway uh kind of a probably in the mountains or whatever really nice road brand new line they probably even painted it to to get the poster and whatnot there's a lone runner running on this highway no cars around anything like that right and the slogan 
was there is no finish line. Okay? In, in our warriorship teachings, the lesson is it's not the destination that matters. It's the path that matters. It's how you walk the path. Okay? So, uh, but that, that, that hard hit. So what are we really talking about? I think we're talking about both. But what are we really talking about? Gifts or responsibilities? Right? Well, I think it depends on how you define responsibilities. Because if responsibilities and duty are seen as negatives, things I have to do. Yeah. If I have a certain vision and a certain goal, and that requires me to do certain things in a certain order to achieve that thing, it doesn't matter whether I'm motivated today. It doesn't matter whether I feel like it. There's lots of days, like maybe 60 to maybe 80% of my to-do list gets done. One of the reasons is I got so much shit on my to-do list, not because it's not getting done, um, and that causes its own level of frustration. Right? That's a different feeling. Um, but success or achievement or that next level of black belt or uh, call it whatever you want, mastery, whatever, right? I do it. The peers that I have do it because it's what's demanded. It's what's necessary. Right? Uh, if you've ever been to Shameless Plug, uh, I, but only because I just thought about this, if you've been to our Dragon's Den uh, pro shop, WCIDragonsden.com, I think. Um, James isn't allowed to toss it up. But if you've been there, you've got all kinds of, like, mugs and glasses and, and journals, training journals, all, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and... Uh, one of them, I, I hope Eric got it done, but one of them uh, should say, nobody ever said you had to like it. It's not about liking it. Right? Okay. Anyway, um, let me open things up here, because again, I'm my own, uh, my own worst enemy, as, all, as are we all. But let me see who else jumped in, who else, let's see... Dave says, I feel rich as long as I have what I need to get by, maybe with a little extra. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. I have a bunch of folks on, and I've got two that have been chatting. So, all right, uh, at this point, so let's do this. Um, that's that's really what I wanted to put out. Um you know, uh, we're really running up against the wire here. What do we have? Two full weeks to go, uh, before we have our yearly, uh, Dicomiosai, uh, uh, New Year's intensive, right? That's, uh, January 5th, 6th, and 7th. So, got, uh, 15, just short of 20 people, I think, signed up for that. Um, got a couple of folks coming in from out of town, uh, different, Breakout sessions. I got one of my in-house guys, Shidoshi Whistler. You guys have seen him in uh, the, if you're in the virtual program, if you're in the Ninpo masterclass program, you've seen him. Um, he's 
covering, he's doing a breakout session on Bato Jutsu, right? The draw and cut, right? We don't call it EI, right? Uh, we differentiate EI Jutsu is draw and cut, but it's typically done solo against targets, that kind of thing, or alone. Uh, Bato Jutsu is the same thing, but it's in combat, right? You actually have to do it with him attacking you and, and shit like that, right? And Bato Jutsu normally implies that you're behind on the curve. Uh, your sword is still sheathed when he's coming in or he gets to jump on you with going to draw and you're drawing and cutting as a, as a both a aggressive and defensive action almost simultaneously. So he's doing a breakout session on that. Um, and somebody, uh, doing, somebody's doing Hanbo and they're doing a different aspect of sword. Somebody else is doing, uh, improvised traps and interesting, cool, hidden ninja aspects, those kind of things. Um, and somebody else is doing rope work. So uh, some intricate knot tying, like uh, the knot that uh, goes, how you're, that you use to tie your sagail, right? Your, the cord that's on your scabbard. Uh, so it looks the way it did when it came out of the box, but he's going way beyond that. There's some other knots he's doing, and I believe he's getting people started on um the knot that we prefer to use when we're making um, rope, the rope versions of the Kasari Fundo, uh, the weighted chain. There's a knot that um, looks almost exactly like a weight. And um, so anyway, he's going to be doing uh, that kind of stuff as well. And then I'm covering a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, that's there. But at the same time, uh, you might want to check your email. I'll be sending another one out here uh, probably tomorrow. Um, I'm, I, the, I'm offering these things until Monday the 2nd. Uh, but uh, a bunch of people were asking. They can't make it. They can't even do virtual or whatever. So, you know, would I be offering the uh, the, the recordings? And so, yes. Right. So uh, that's out now. The, the page is done. Uh, I think I sent out an email yesterday and maybe the day before. Uh, but there is a countdown timer. When that timer hits zero, the buttons literally vanish off the page. So um, I've I found technology so that I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to remember or forget um, because I want people to know that and we, we all value the fact that we are men and or women of our word. And so uh, if I say that this is the deadline, then, you know, that's what it is. Right. And then I have a meeting coming up here with one of my, uh, my well, the admin uh, assistant says a Reinhardt there at the Academy. And um, we're going to be looking at getting the seminars and, and whatnot up for the first quarter of 2024. So that'd be a cool thing, right? Uh, and then, of course, I've got this, you know, kuden coming up on New Year's night. So not New Year's Eve, because I already know that anybody that shows up probably won't be spelling well. Uh, so, so um, yeah, so we're going to do that, and then everybody can watch the ball drop afterwards, or the balls drop, or in our town, it's a, um, it's a light bulb, because um, Thomas Edison... Uh, had a big factory here. As a matter of fact, it's where he developed his first three, three phase or three wire bulb, right? That uh, went into 
bunch of places. But anyway, so since that's known as there's, the place is now a hotel, it's called the Edison Hotel, but it was originally a factory where all this stuff was being developed. And so in, in my town, uh, they don't do a ball or a star or whatever. They have this big, they custom make a neon, big giant light bulb. And so it gets lifted, lowered, whatever they're doing. Right. So big festivity kind of thing. So anyway, um, but that's how we'll be, pun intended, kicking off 2024. So anyway, um, what else? Questions, comments, complaints? No? Uh, the holidays, for those of you in uh, the realm of the tactical warrior or the warrior tactician, uh, that program or in well, that one primarily. Um, holiday glitches kind of got in the way and whatnot. So uh, there are there's two lessons that have to go up for week four, last week's uh, personal development lessons. Uh, they should be up tomorrow, no later than Wednesday. And, uh, well, today's Monday. Uh, I couldn't get together with any of my instructors to get the, because of the holiday hubbub, uh, we couldn't get the, technique videos done um so we'll be doing those things tomorrow uh so we'll get everything caught up for everybody as quickly as possible but that's what i got let's see if any other questions or comments came in i don't see anything so uh i kind of summarize what i was talking about um you know we uh responsibilities gifts Right. Having the ability to do what needs to be done. And, you know, and I get it for some folks, you know, it's it is an individual thing. Right. This is about me. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm not married, don't have any kids or my kids are grown and they're out and all that. Yeah, I get it. Okay, Um, But my my level of skill, I never know where I'm going to be. Jack Hoban, if anybody knows uh Dachian Hoban from New Jersey, originally from California, uh, is a retired um, uh, Marine captain. And um, he, uh, he, one of his mentors, not a martial artist, his name was um, uh, Robert Humphreys. And he developed, uh, among other things, right, he used to teach about warriorship and leadership and those kind of things. And he developed this warrior creed that uh, that uh, Jack has as a huge part of both the corporate consulting realm that he does and for the martial training. Right? Uh, if you ever get a chance to read, if you haven't already, or if you get a chance to reread it the third or fourth or 15th time, uh, highly recommend Ninpo, Living and Thinking as a Warrior. And it's in there. But this warrior creed um, among... The three, right? One of them is uh, anywhere I go, right? Uh, people are safer because I'm there. Okay. Uh, what are the other ones? Uh, anywhere or anywhere I go or anywhere I am, uh, anyone in need has a friend. And the third one is what is the third one? Um, when I'm home, everyone's happy that I'm there. So, again, completely different perspective on this whole, I mean, only one of them, 
points out to or points to the physical self-defense, right? There's another aspect that has to do with compassion. There's another aspect that has to do with uh, my realm and influence, right? My my bigger world, right? The other ones are external. Two of them are external, right? One of them is a reflection of the internal, right? Because one of the rules of leadership is whatever it is that I'm doing, my life, my business, whatever, it's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of what I believe. It's a reflection of my inner traits, my personal characteristics or, or, uh, or skills, those kind of things, right? Anyway, I'm going to stop beating a dead horse. I'm going to let you guys finish out your holiday. And uh, for those of you who are listening in the future, right, uh, well, I wish you a Merry Christmas, too, because it doesn't have to be the day, right? It's the sentiment, right? So anyway, for those of you who did make it on for any part of it, thank you for taking this time out of uh, the day. And um, we'll keep enjoying the ride, right? We've got uh, this episode 191. So uh, nine more episodes, right? That's nine's a good ninja number, right? Uh, nine more episodes before we hit the round 200 and, um, uh, gotta figure out what I'm going to do for that one, but we'll get there. Right. So hopefully I'll see everybody again, uh, next week for the, uh, new year's kickoff episode. And, uh, yeah, we'll just keep on going. So, uh, if I don't talk to you be- between now and then, have a good rest of your week. Merry Christmas. Joyce Noel, however however you handle this time, right? Be safe. Peace, happiness, and blessings. See you next time. Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe through your favorite podcasting site or join our clan of serious modern warriors at OnlineNinjaAcademy.com.